Welcome to the Flower Hour Podcast, the podcast where conversations blossom. It is your boy, Sean Flores. If you love this podcast and you've really enjoyed it, please share, subscribe and follow and look forward to the journey we will be going on. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everyone. Hope everyone's doing well. Most importantly, I hope everyone is having a great day today. Today, I'm going to be joined by the Let's Talk First platform. We're going to be talking about everything, you know, race related, their platform and just so much more. So it's just a conversation I'm very much looking forward to. I hope everyone's had a good day. Most importantly as well, it's Monday. So yeah, it's blessed. Hey Jess, how are you? Hope you're well. I've still got some work to work on for, um, what's it called? TCS. So yeah. Did I say support black lives? Of course I do. What's the, what kind of silly question is that? Right. Whenever you're ready, let's talk first. You can jump in. I'm waiting for you. Perfect. Let's go. Let's get it. Yes. He loves creating. <laughs> Listen, how are you guys? Hello, how good, are you? Good. Can you hear us alright? Yes, man. I'm good, I'm good. I, I had to put on a shirt because before on the live, I've forgotten to put on a shirt before. So I was just chilling. I was playing Ultimate Frisbee. <laughs> so this time I remembered who, who, who to put on a shirt. With? Pardon? What, you're playing Ultimate Frisbee by yourself? No, no. I wish. I wish there was two of us. <laughs> I was playing with um, my boy. He's literally just left so I could do the live right. as well. So, right. yeah, how are right, you guys right. doing, man? It's been a long time coming. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. It feels like a while, isn't it, since you hit us up? Absolutely, and, uh, man. Show, man. Yeah, no, definitely. I'll let you guys introduce yourself so everyone knows who you are and just let them know all about what you're about. Well, well, my name is Kwame, um, and this is my wife, Saria. She's going to introduce herself anyway, but hey How many uh, years married? How many years married? 
Uh, we've been married 10 years. We're in our 11th year now. Listen, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get a strong marriage like you guys. Yeah. <laughs> we were dating for five years previous, so it's like yeah. 15. So, yeah. yeah, 15 years. 15 okay. Together, we should say, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, all right, I'll let you carry on. I just got excited when I heard 10 years marriage. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I'm Kwame. I'm, um, I'm actually uh, I'm a fitness coach, um, and have been for the last four or five years. Um, I don't know what else you want to know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I've come stuck. Uh, what else? Okay, so I'll speak about myself. Yeah. He doesn't know what to say. <laughs> so yeah, I'm the other half. My name's Sarita, and um, we've been married as as we said before. We've been married for ten years. I've been through so much. We've learned so much along the way. Um, we have four beautiful children, so we have three boys, one girl, and, um, you know, this whole Instagram thing, you know, live thing, we haven't ever, ever kind of had that that feeling to want to be on this type of platform, but we are very talkative, you know, at home, we're always having debates, and we have family, we have big families, right, and we just like to enjoy each other's companies, and yeah. we talk about all sorts of things, yeah. <laughs> And um, when this whole business came up with um, George Floyd, it hit us hard. And, um, you know, it was one of those things where we wanted to just come and talk to people. Like, we just, people wanted to talk with us, we wanted to talk with people all the time. And so that's actually kind of why we, we, we decided to come onto um, Instagram to have these live discussions because we just found it so beneficial. And uh, maybe I'm going too far ahead, <laughs> but yeah, that's um, that's how we came to, you know, be she, on these she, platforms. She's definitely skipped some parts. So uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling. Uh, but yeah. one um, second, I'm gonna I'm gonna go pick up my laptop. One second. Okay, no problems. Right, I've got my laptop because I feel like these are the kind of conversations I got to take notes. <laughs> Stop it, stop it. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm here to learn most importantly, man. That's the most important thing. So listen, so I know your platform, you guys have a Let's Talk platform. Could you tell me a little bit more about that and what's yeah. inspired you to make the platform that you have so far? And let yeah. us know the guests that you've had on as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, it's interesting, this Let's Talk first platform. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, like, this whole sort of journey, I, I'll say it started with um, my dad over here, all right? And I'll say that because, look, sure, I was sitting at home, I was minding my own business, I was on my phone. Um, I remember the George Floyd thing had happened, and I was obviously just keeping up, with, obviously, day with the news and everything else. And then um, this lady, you know, the, the creative person in this relationship is Saria. She's full of ideas, right? And um, she, I remember, like, I remember this so vividly, I was sitting downstairs, and um, she came and she's like, right, today, Okay, every one of us, you, me, the kids, we're going out to take the knee. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, where's this come from? You know? Um, and she had, I think she was listening to some radio station and someone's come on saying that they're doing a thing, just like you get with a, you know, clap for NHS. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And they're doing a take the knee sort of thing. Um, and um, I believe it was on a Wednesday, right? Yeah. And yeah. And so I was like, mm, initially I was like, I'm not sure. You know, take the knee on our doorstep, literally, you know, where we are, uh, the, the bear, we're, we're in the middle of like a, a massive street and, you know, um, our back, the back end of our house faces the road. So like, the main road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone's going to like see 
you know, the, all of us lined up, you know, the, the whole nation of our family yeah. lined up on the street. Um, and I, initially I was like, oh, and are And I was like, oh, now cool. All right, yeah, now let's, let's go and do this. Um, and interestingly enough, what really triggered me was at that point, I don't know, I'm not sure how he heard it, but we've got, I mean, we've got four kids. We've got a nine-year-old, six-year-old, uh, well, now three-year-old and a two-year-old. By the time, it was a two-year-old and a one-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> so just recently celebrated their birthdays. Literally this week gone. Yeah. And um, basically, my six-year-old came up to me and he was like, Daddy, I'm, I'm, I'm scared to go outside. To, to mm -hmm. And I'm like, why? Why are you scared? He's like, oh, because I, I know there's people out there who don't like black people. And I was like, what? That's from a six-year-old, right? Like, and suddenly that hit me like, okay, right. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. So literally went, took the knee. Um, I remember my sister came to join. And um, we did the whole thing. Of, you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. And my sister-in-law was filming us at the time. She was playing sort of like, I think she was playing Bob Marley, James Brown and Bob Marley. Um, we, um, we, we basically created a scene. Yeah. The biggest scene that we could create on our road. And yeah. I said to Kwame, listen, I don't care if it's only us on our line, but we need to show that, yes, we are here. And yes, we believe that we need to be standing up for racial injustice. Against and, racial injustice. Yeah, yeah. Like obviously against <laughs> racial injustice. So we laid a mat and we just went literally and we got on our knees. We were playing and it was so nice and loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Mm. All the things that you, you know, would associate with, you know, the struggle and where we're at and everything like that. And it really started from there. And you asked the question, you know, why let's talk yeah. first. And so I, she, I know you're going to come in. Yeah, it's going to come to Because what, what, what I was going to say is just to lead into that was that for me, those trigger points, my six-year-old telling me, that um, he was scared to go outside because um, um, black people, those people out there didn't like black people um, because it was unbeknown to him at the time, right? Okay, and then my when my sister-in-law had filmed it, I watched the video back and I could see my two-year-old daughter also with her fist up. And I looked at that and I thought, yo, like, she is only two. She's not even, I mean, like, she's going to grow up, like, my little girl's going to grow up with these sort of things going on, and I can't bear to think that she has to go through this mm. as well, you right? And then that was it. For me, that was a trigger point. I was like, okay, I'm looking at my six-year-old, looking at my two-year-old. No, we've got to take a stand now. We've got to say, we've got to speak, I've got to do something. And um, then as time went on, um, we were just thinking about ways that we can, you know, be effective in, in this whole situation. And you know what? It's it's really interesting because we have a lot of friends from different backgrounds but we have a lot of white friends as well and um while this has all been happening we haven't really had that much conversation um, regarding this and i just remember at the time saying kwame do you know what it's so important that before we formulate our opinions yeah we need to sit down and talk first yeah because it's easy okay to just assume we should before we start making assumptions let's talk let's talk to those people that we're not quite sure where their mind is at the situation. Because what I found was that a lot of my friends, some of them will be very quiet on the matter. And it's easy for me to say, oh, if you're quiet, you're not standing up for it. Because that's, that's one of the yeah. things. If you're not speaking up, then, you know. So I was like, silence. I think it's silence is violence. Yeah. This is it, something like that. Yeah. So it's like, I, but then, you know, you've been friends for such a long time, at least let's see where you're at with it. So, 
I think it was kind of birthed from that. Yeah. We said before you start making your assumptions, let's talk first. It's yeah. Before you yeah, yeah, formulate yeah, yeah. your opinions. So we, that the whole idea behind that was just to maybe sit down with some of our white friends and then have the discussion. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. And also, I think, my, just I have to mention this, because my sister-in-law, Eloise, I have to give her a shout out. Yeah. She was like, right, why don't you guys go and do a live? You yeah. know, and, 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 you know, start, you know, talking, doing this thing. And so she kind of, you know, sort of planted, planted the, the seed, idea, yep. the seed. And we're like, right, let's go for it. We thought about the name, you know, let's talk initially. And then thought, oh no, let's talk first. You know, it, was, it came up. It was a it was a name that was available on Instagram before. Yeah, we'll run with it. And and we've had you asked about the guests. We've had lo lo lots of different types of guests from different backgrounds, yeah. and they've all you know really been effective. Like we've, yeah. we've learned from them. They've learned you know we've learned from one another really. Like um, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think initially the the, the plan was to talk to all our white friends. Yeah. Like no word of a lie, we were meant to do this for like four four or five episodes. Yeah. That was it. We're going to talk to our white friends and get the, the, get get. Some of the, you know, their perspective, what, what their take on it. Because funny enough, you know, we've known some of these guys for two, three years and never had a conversation on race. Like, all right. And so suddenly we're having these conversations and we're like, okay, we're going to give it like four, because we're not, like we said, we're not really this, <laughs> we're not on this thing, right? Okay. And so. We're not TV. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, you know, we're not <laughs> yeah. Richard and Judy. We're yeah. literally just. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> yeah. And so we decided, all right, okay, we're going to make it four or five episodes, but then it just, from Kept one going. conversation, I realized, oh wow, okay, now nah, we've got to keep this thing going. And suddenly we're on one of our 12 or 13th episodes. Um, but there are a few people we've had on there. Um, I mean, we, they're all from different backgrounds um, lawyers, CEOs. <laughs> um, we've had DJs, DJ Ace, who was on there recently. Um, we've had our, our, my, I've had my sister on there, she's had her sister on there, yeah. my brother in law on there. So it's literally, you know, in our sphere of influence. Yeah like just really having the conversation with people around us who we haven't otherwise had these conversations with. And that's where we kind of like hit off with all this. So Let's Talk First was created during the, um, I suppose, George Floyd, with what happened with yeah. George Floyd. Yeah. And um, you saw the reaction from your children and you realise it's so powerful to have conversations with people whose voices you wouldn't ordinarily hear. And yeah. you've mainly made for people who are from who are white, but you've realised you could broaden the scope, and you've been able to have conversation with everyone. I want to ask you, just how powerful is conversation now in the world today, and especially with what happened with George Floyd? Conversation is is key. It's so key. It's key. You need to be able to be able to have that exchange and you need to be able to listen as yeah. well yeah yeah I think, I, 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 I think like to just say i think conversation is not just a matter of just talking but it's a matter of also listening yes and and and, and gaining yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah 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 uh is a matter i was just saying is a matter of not just talking but also listening and gaining perspective and also you know, it's it's important that you know when we come to the the point of having dialogue that you know uh, every you know this is not about coming with your preconceived ideas, but actually you know let's 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 open up the conversation. Let's 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 talk about the issue of racial injustice. Let's see what your views on it, how you feel about it, what where you're coming from on it. You know what what your experience is with it. You know why? Why is it that you don't? You can't see 
you know, where I'm coming from on this? Why, why don't you understand? Why have you not come to, you know, what is your background? What is it that's made you sort of think, you know, in the way that you do? You know, yeah. you know how, how is that you have that worldview? Uh, mm. I think all those things need to be established in order for us to make any kind of progress. Um, because it's a way of, you know, we can come to the table and both be entrenched in our position, but through conversation, you know, certain barriers yeah. can be knocked down and we can move forward that way. So 100%. You really have to want to understand, is what I mean. You have to have that that mindset where, you know what, we, we want to actually come with a solution. Yeah. Now, not to say that you can get a solution at every, every time, but you've got to have that type of perspective because if you don't, you just end up being very angry and upset. Even if you kind of, like we talk about this a lot, you know, me and my, my husband, that, you know, if you're not careful, you can just really be entrenched in your position and be upset and just keep, and, and I don't want, I mean, everybody's different, but I don't want that type of, um, to have that kind of spirit. I don't want to be constantly be angry. I want, I really want there to be solutions. I want us to move forward. I want us to work together, you know, as a human race to kind of combat what is happening at the moment. And so I think it's so important to, have that conversation in, in the world we're living in today is important. And I think originally you made a very good point. A lot of people listen and they don't understand. And a lot of people sometimes listen to reply. And as you said, being deeply entrenched within your worldview creates like an echo chamber. And in a sense, when you think about that echo chamber, you don't see anything else outside of it. And especially as you said, you know, in the world that we have today, a lot of people are angry i think for very good reason i think yes. we can't control how people feel but unless we have dialogue we're not going to understand maybe we fundamentally disagree on something but we believe in the same thing there's it's very interesting so i want to ask you with you having children especially just how important do you think the millennial generation has been to pave in a better future for your children uh, that's, a, that's a loaded question. Um, it's interesting because you've had some, some of my favourite guests on your um, platform have been the young guys. Uh, Absolutely. Um, is it Etienne? Etienne? Etienne, yes. A Etienne and um, Julian. Julian Andre, I think his name Julian is. Julian Andre, yeah. My goodness, I, I, I listen to those guys. And it's interesting because only recently I've been talking to another young guy who um, I know personally. He's like 25 years old. And I think the narrative needs to change. There's this view that, you know, this young, these young guys are all so like, especially, you know, black guys, tear all away. of them are like tearaways and you know, there's this stereotype. But, you know, that, that, that is a massive lie. Because I hear, I, I, I've listened to the likes of Atian and Julian, you know, and some of the guys I've spoken to. And I realized that, wow, like we've got, these are guys who are 17, 18, 19, 20. Who are thinking in ways that I was when I was their age, I was not nowhere near like thinking like that. I was on some next stuff. Like this is he, he was that terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm listening to these conversations. I'm like, whoa, 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 look. I was talking to my younger sister the other time, about 20 years old, and she's so, you know, like clued on about what's happening. Like, yeah. and you ask the question, you know, how um pivotal is it? I think it's massive. I think there's there's a move, there's something happening for the younger generation. Yeah, and for me, it, it gives me hope because my kids growing up are going to grow up in that, 
generation and and you know as we do our part educating them and we support you know our youngsters who are you know, uh, uh, really pushing for uh, um, change in society I think we are, we, we are really building up for a better a better society generally an environment for them definitely mm. and I think you're right because when I was 17 what was I doing I used to play football I used to play football twice a day I used to have um a chicken legend sandwich on Wednesdays and Saturdays <laughs> with sweet with extra sweet chili sauce and those I are the things. The days. <laughs> yeah, because th those. The way that you actually a foodie, you like food, don't you? <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, Wednesday and Saturday. Check out my personal page. <laughs> no, I will. Wednesday and Saturdays are my favorite days, and that's all I used to do. And you're right. Um, the millennial generation is creating an unstoppable ripple effect that is yes. soon to become a tsunami in public discourse. And I think oh, yeah. you're right. We're, I, you know, the, the depiction of young males, especially is black males, is that wayward, we're only musicians, we're, we're celebrated for achievements of the body and not of the mind. We yes. can only be footballers, we can only be musicians, but there's yes. so much of us that are doing great things that doesn't hit yes. the dominant yes. media narrative. And that's a whole nother conversation within yes. itself. Yes. But I want to ask you, as part of the older generation, how have you seen society previously and how do you see society concurrently? Um, you, you both look like you're reminiscing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because, because you, know, <laughs> you know what it is? Like, I look back and there's so much that went on from when I was young, that, like, to be honest with you, like, if that happened today, like, it just won't be acceptable. Like, it won't, I think that I, you know, because you know, when I speak for myself, I think I literally sort of just went through the motions of just, I hate to use the word accepting it, but almost so as normal, like, yeah. you know, in terms of my encounters with, the racism. I mean, I, my, my first encounter with racism was when I was about 11 years old at school. Um, and I say 11 years old because I spent uh, some of my education in Ghana, because that's where we're, our parents are originally from, Ghana. Okay. And from, I, I was born here, went to Ghana when I was about four or five years old, was in the education system for about maybe five years, um, six, came back here when I was about 10, 11, so went straight into the sort of year six. So obviously in Ghana, I'm not experiencing any racism, right? We're all black, you know? Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's a very interesting point because I saw yeah. recently a lot of African-Americans are moving to Ghana because yes. Ghana, it's yes. not racist. And the government, I think it's Kofi Addo, the president, wants to bring people back. And he did a year of repatriation for people, yes. African-Americans yeah. to come back and get in yes. touch with their culture. So that's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So yeah, yes. sorry, I'll yes. let you yes. go yes. on. I, I just had to add that. No, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and my, so my experience of racism at the time was, no, no. I'll just say this: he should t probably tell you that that's his uncle. No, don't do that. <laughs> I just, uh, I just maybe because yeah, it really is, really is. Say no more. But he he didn't want me to say. Uh, don't worry all, about that. All right, famous. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Ignore that comment. Ah, uh, so anyway, um, so I when I came into London, I, I mean, I was like. 
know what I mean? I didn't think it, racism wasn't even a thing, right? Yeah. So you went snitching. I think within my first all week at school, I'm playing football as you do at that age. I'm going for a tackle, you know, a big strong lad. I'm going for a strong tackle, you know. Uh, and you know, the guy I happened to tackle was white, right? And so he's upset. Comes up to me and goes, "What the f you doing? You effing African boo boo?" And I'm like, "What?" Well, like, you know, even then I was in, I was like, "Okay, he's upset," <laughs> but I'm not quite sure what that whole you know African boo boo thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was, it was alien to me, right? So I've got yeah. home. I said to my mom, I, was, I, was, I mean, I was, I was clearly upset because of the, the, the nature in which he approached me was very aggressive. Um, so I've gone, to, I've gone home and said to my mom, um, like, I was at school and this is what this guy said to me. And my mom had a few choice words <laughs> to give me to go and say back to him when I went back the next day, as African parents do. And, um, but that, that was my first instance of sort of experiencing racism. And I think as I've sort of grown up and gone through the years, I realized that there were things that I was experiencing that I didn't even sort of clock that they were you know, discriminatory against against myself, even in school. I mean, most of the secondary schools, and this will tell you sort of like sort of where I'm coming from, all the secondary schools that I went to no longer exist. They closed down. Like, oh, wow. I mean? like, yeah. And that in itself is an interesting point because only now I look back and think, wow, like most of the most of the guys in there were ethnic minorities. Yeah. You know, and then you start talking about, you know, the underfunding, you know, like, you know, the fact that, you know, not much was given, not much attention was given to those um, educational um, institutions. And so what you have is, you know, um, loads of guys, you know, coming from, you know, poverty stricken areas, you know, who are literally thrown into one, you know, um, one yeah, house. one house, if you know what I mean, and one shelter, and the teachers are not as, you know, probably not getting paid as much, so don't really care as much. And so there's all kinds of things going on there. And all those, I believe, are sort of, they're little sort of, um, if you want to call it, uh, effects of the injustices against um, minorities. And I think now, um, those things do exist, but they are, they are very, I mean, I think when I was younger, it was more overt. Yeah. I think now it's a lot more covert. And that's what, that's even more dangerous in my opinion. Absolutely, because it happens, you know, so so like undercover that, like, it will, it will take it needs to take something maybe a, a few, it needs for it to happen a few more times before you actually clock that actually that's what's going on. You know what I mean? And that's where I think we're at at the moment. With um, yeah, it's almost like this. it's almost now it's like it's a part of it's almost like a part you're desensitized to it, so. It's all subtle, yeah. nice and subtle. Like people will say things, and almost in a nice way, if you can call it a nice way. Um, so you, you you're not necessarily going to call it out. But now, a lot of people will stand and call things out, and that's yeah. what I'm happy at. Yeah. Right now, yeah. as we're talking, yeah. when things are going, with like even something happened, a situation with his sister happened recently, um, regarding like a clothing brand, and I realised that where maybe she wouldn't have spoken up before, she did. And I was so proud because I was thinking to myself, you know what, we've come a long way. Because if we were un if we were underrepresented back then, we would just leave it be. We wouldn't yeah. say, oh, you know, we think that maybe you should have more black representation or, you know, yeah. so that we can sell your product. We would never say nothing like yeah. that back in the day. We would yeah. just say, okay, you know, it wasn't for me. And we probably wouldn't even read too deeply into it. But things have bubbled to the surface, and now yeah. we're able to kind of talk and speak our truth. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm happy with that, definitely. 
And just how, you know, I always ask everybody this question, especially for black people. We recently had the Black Pound, which was on the 27th of June, if I'm correct. And we have another one that's currently going on. Representation in one breath, I think, is great. But in another breath, I'm a bit skeptical about it because sometimes I feel like, especially on television, you have certain individuals who don't represent many black opinions and many black thoughts or the dominant discourse. And then there's even those who do dom um, represent it, but then there's other people that this, it's going to also exclude. So how do you, important do you think representation is? But how important is it to represent the diversity of black thoughts and black experiences? So, do you know Edward Addo? I think it's Edward Addo. That's it. I think that's maybe his name. I know it's Addo something. He usually comes on television on shows such as This Morning, and his views are almost. I'm not sure whether he does it because he gets paid or whether he genuinely believes what he's saying. But issues when it's outright overt racism, he will deny it's racism. Or yeah. if there's issues, you're just like, how does this man not see it that way? Yeah. And that's why I say, how important is it to have individuals such as himself, even though they're from the black community, that don't see things probably perhaps from the lens that you and I would see it from? Yeah. Do, should we just have one type of black person on the television in this right. call for representation? No, I, 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 I um, and it's interesting you ask that because maybe that's why he's in that position in the first place. And and that's what I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and, I, and and this is this this is the issue I have right with 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 all the mediums that we have currently, and, and, and we even talk about media. I think that you know um, that sometimes it's almost seen like propaganda or you know there's a certain agenda to bring a certain type of person on um that you know is that opposes the the common narrative of yeah. what's happening in society just so that uh it looks like you know these people are just playing victim or you know look oh, at this well, guy he's, he's black he's black he's black and he's, he's saying this and he's saying they this love it. you know what i mean and 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 i think that um we are talking about not just that particular individual being born but the the system or the system that allows for him you know or the platform that's created okay, or built for him to allow to to kind of embrace him and him alone and not necessarily bring anyone else who I suppose represents someone like you and I who have got who have like us who have gone through certain things and can see clearly overtly that things have been happening, you know, against our, our race. Um, and I, I just think that yes, it is very important to have people who um, okay, if you're going to bring one um, guy and um, person on who's representing this perspective, okay, then you need to bring another, okay, who sees things differently because you can't. You can't, you can't just bring that one person on and have him determine or that, you know, like, whatever he says is the gospel for all black um, people. I think, I think that's horrible. I'm going to give you an example. We've got a friend, right, who basically, um, her son, okay, in school, all right, goes to private school and um, predominantly white, but, you know, they've got these policies about hairstyle, right? 
Okay, and he went in school with a lion lizard, right? Okay, and with a with a lion with a lion head. head, like a little you know, part in, in his okay. head. Okay, I used right? to have yeah, I used to have a little young boy lion here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and it was his birthday, so you know he, had little, he, he was looking fresh for his birthday. <laughs> and so he's he's going to school, and basically, and I'm just it's just to highlight the point you just made. They, they, he, he's been basically, he's been mullered, he's been scrutinized for it. Like, who do you think you are? How dare you come to school? Look from the school. That. Yeah, from the school, right? And it turns out that basically they have a black teacher, okay, in the school who they basically ask um, for uh, their opinion on if a black boy comes in with a certain look or a certain hairstyle or whatever, um, <laughs> you know, what do you think of that? And when, um, what, what, depending on what that person says, that teacher says, they then decide to um, dish out a punishment. On his, in this case, he was asked to go litter picking. All right. Okay, what, so for his hairstyle? Yeah. yeah. All right. And my thing is that you've got one person yeah, it's almost like they, they picked one person. Okay, look, we're coming to you. You're black. What do you think of that? And and you've got to understand, from an African background, we know what that's like. Where um, our parents used to think, say things like, you come home with like cane roll in your hair, cane rolls. Yeah, okay. All right, you're being like the West Indian guy, yeah, so yeah. whatever. I, I knew that's all of that coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it. So my thing is this: that if you get someone like that. You know I mean, like they will have their worldview on all these things, and they they will just determine that yo, that's wrong, and therefore, as a result of that, he's getting punished for it. And so, to, to your point, we've got to have, you know, um, diversity in terms of bringing on other different represent yeah people who represent um, different um, backgrounds. You know I mean? backgrounds or you know um, experiences. You know and I'd mean? love and, and I'd love to know, you know, as a black female, once upon a time ago. The black female was represented through horrible stereotypes such as the mammy and so much more, the single mother. And when we think about black females nowadays, I believe there's a positive and there's a stronger representation. And there's still work to be done, which is, I think, is to be said about many things. But as a female from the older generation and seeing the new school of young females coming through, how positive are you that young females are going to have a chance to explore who they are as people and to see more black female entrepreneurs, for example, and to see more positive black female representation, especially. Look, it's happening now. It's happening now. And I'm, I'm so happy to see it. To be honest with you, if you, you look on TV, you see, and I don't know, if you, <laughs> recently, more recently, they're everywhere. We're everywhere. You know, my, my hope is that, you know, we kind of, will be accepted even not just amongst our own as well you know we need that support from our black brothers as well you know and um that's really important because if if, if we if you can esteem us then we can do anything you know and there's and, and i see it and there's no barriers that we can't break so yeah it is very important i've got a little daughter coming up and i'm rooting for her she's already a feisty one but yes, definitely, it's definitely happening. And I'm, I'm a part of the movement, you know, I, I am. I, I recently have, um, I mean, I've, I've always loved cooking. That's why I said about foodie. Mm -hmm. I've always loved cooking and I've catered as well for like 
and weddings and things like that. But recently I've been like um, just doing like a diary of all my foods that I'm doing on a daily basis on my Instagram page. And um, it's just literally taken off. Lots of people have been, you know, inquiring and things like that. And to be honest with you, because of the, where, where, where we're at now, I just decided to take up the mantle and I'm, I'm going out there with that entrepreneurial spirit. I am, because I don't, why can't I? Why can't I, you know? And I will make sure, if, if I want to take it far, I'll take it far. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not worried anymore. And, you know, there are, I've got like family in the media, you know, um, you saw like DJ Ace come on and they, they're also, it's all support, you know? That's why I said it's, it's important for your black brothers or your family to be very supportive in everything as a woman that I'm doing, because that's going to help me to elevate myself. Yeah. And as I said, I'm, I, that's what I'm doing at the moment. And I'm pleased to say that a lot of people are supportive and, you know, they're, they're really supportive. I was really humbled by, you know, the response that I've received and I'm, I'm doing all right. And I see it with other people along social media. So yes, um, it's a good time to be a black woman. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope it's gonna always be a good time to be a black woman, but I think most, <laughs> most important, I think it's gonna be a great time to be a black family, especially. And yeah. I want to ask, so you were together five years before being married for 10 years. So let's, yeah. let's, so let's say 15 years you've been together. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. Um, and typically, perhaps, because divorce has been on the rise. And um, some people say black women are the first to be divorced and the last to be married, according to statistics, especially in the US. So I want to ask you, how important do you believe a strong black nuclear family is and how important has family been for you two and for the children that you are now bringing up into this world you need to you need to really let him know, you know? <laughs> it's not an easy thing yeah marriage in general you see what i mean and as we said we dated for five years and that was up and down up and down we had wonderful first three years like I always say to Kwame, three years is the testing. When you get to the third year of a relationship, that's when you start getting tested. Okay. You know, you, yeah, yeah. Without saying too much. <laughs> it's, that's, I always say that's the make or break point. After, we were like, love yeah, yeah, yeah. Up yeah. until three years. And then it's like, are you, if, you, if you get over that hurdle, you can make it. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, I'd like to add, like, we, we've got a strong Christian ethos as well. So um, uh, marriage for us is is a really sacred thing and, and um, you don't take that lightly but what I, to answer your question how important it is to have a, a nuclear family especially as um, uh, black people I think it is imperative I think I think that um, there is something about you know especially with our kids you know we've got three boys and a girl and I, I realize um, you know, you need both mom and dad in the building, man. I, I think that, you know, they, they, they both need to be there. They don't, you know, and I mean, we, we you, you see, I think it was a, the documentary I was watching, was it 13th? I was watching the 13th. End, yeah, 13th. We at the end, she presents like all these images of the nuclear family. Of, because there's, there's, a, there's a stereotype, there's, a, there's this yeah. notion that we are just, uh, you know, broken people, dysfunctional in in our settings, and I and I honestly believe I, I, it's not true. We've got loads of people around us, and we can bring a whole family of people here who are all married, black people, married for years, much longer than us. 
you know, still together with, with, with kids. And, and you see how that dynamic um, actually impacted yeah. children in such a positive way. And um, from the point of educating them and also helping them to understand, you know, um, the idea of, you know, respecting, you know, a, a, a black woman, because as you know, you know, there's all kinds of mm -hmm. things, images that are, are, are portrayed, you know, generally. And I think that all of those elements um, within the nuclear setting, because I'm, I'm not just talking about just mom and dad being together and just, just being there. Yeah. We're talking about having, investing yeah. in, in, in the children and, 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 and raising them and, and helping them to kind of understand life uh, and really sort of, you know, connecting with them, uh, I think is so key. Yeah. And also recently, being present emotionally, like fully. Yeah. Oh, that's the one thing yeah. I believe being emotionally present is it's 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 valuable for humans, but especially yeah. for children. Oh, 100%. And we even recently we were talking about how important it is to be, you know, um, the unity aspect, even in school. Like it's important for, you know, when it's um, uh, parents, even parents, parents even is that's it. Be present be together. Present. Present. You know, present. it's so important. Because there is this view that, you know, it's only one parent that's going to show up or... Um, or the black father's going to care yeah, enough. Yeah, it's, it's really sad. Um, There's just little... In, in the system, the school system, they they actually don't expect to see um, the unity, the, the unit. They don't expect it because I've seen it that throughout the children's schooling, like, even when we show up for coffee mornings together, it's like, wow. Yeah. Oh, look, who's yeah. that? You know, it's like, and do you know what? It's almost like a shock. This is that, it. You know, I mean, you, you care enough about your children's education. I think that... Absolutely. Especially that. him with his cap turned backwards. And don't, <laughs> don't expect it, honestly. Or he shows up with his scooter. <laughs> like, you know, but it's good to have that united yeah. front and go and, you know, because it shows that, you know, you do, um, you really, you do care about your children and yeah. your upbringing and we, we inv we're investing in them. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and don't get me wrong, I know they do exist. I know there's fatherless, I know there's um, the issue of father fatherlessness, you know, uh, within the community and things like that. And I think that, uh, but I do think that that is really pushed to the forefront. Yeah. And so it's almost as though, I mean, you, you saw that reaction from you. you know what I mean, like generally, it's almost as though when you see a black couple, you know, who have been together for like, you know, how long have you been married for? He said 10 years. Like, raw, black couple, young black couple married for 10 years. Like, you know what I mean? And, and, and it's almost like, and that, that's, that, that is just a thing where, you know, it's almost like, wow, what a shock. Or well, why should it be a shock? But like, to be that, fair, that, 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 Sean, I think yeah. we just generally, we yeah. have to um, try hard, you know, yeah. to, to, to make it work. Because yeah. we do have problems. We go yeah. through our problems. But it's yeah. not just about, because it's too easy to, to quit. It's yeah. easy to quit. Yeah. I can go and oh, I've had enough. It's been six years. I'm going to go and just get a divorce. Yeah. No. Mm. Fight. Fight. Because, do you know what? People change. Kwame, you can't and... run nowhere. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> no to run, bro. He can run, but the point Where I'm am I going to go, go though, Sean? <laughs> I don't even think I like you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. We've got to fight because guess what? There's something really important about the family unit. You know, yeah. you've got kids growing up; they're watching. Yeah. You see what yeah. I mean? Yeah. They need to know that you don't give up at, at hurdles. You yeah. need to jump. Yeah. 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 You got. You got to jump. Yeah. And if you jump high enough, you will get over. It won't yeah. always fall down. So yeah. you've got to instill those things yeah. in yeah. your children. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. So we are the standard. That's why it's important that we fight for it. 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'll go days where we won't talk, that's fine. But we're in the back of our mind, we know, you know what, he ain't going nowhere, I'm going nowhere. So we might have, you yeah. have that briefing space, but there, you've there, got there, to get yeah. it right. There's, there's always that, like, no, like, <laughs> no matter what, like, when I come home, you know what I mean, we're sleeping in the same bed, so we're going to have to sort this thing out one way or the other. <laughs> like, <laughs> no one's going nowhere, this is where we're at, you know what I mean? And, and, and we've got kids to think about as well, so... This is, it's, it's not that simple, you know. We, we, we're, we're in this thing, and 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 also, I think it's also important for our community and a black community to know, you know, like you know, this can work. We can make this work, and yeah. and 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 we should make it work. And and for those who um, have put, put out that view or that perception that you know we are always broken and we're from single parent homes and all of that, no, 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 no. You're 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 wrong. I mean, there's, 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 there's a whole, there's a whole gang of us, yeah, who are like this. You know what I mean? And, and, and that needs to be pushed forward. I think that yeah. we're gonna be seeing that a lot more. Hundred percent. It's interesting because punch therapy is, it's my neighbour, right, yeah. two doors away. So that's Paul saying, monogamy is scary. And I suppose why I was quite surprised to see that you've been married for ten years is because, as I said, marriage is on the decline, and less people yeah. are getting married. More people are entering civil partnerships. More people are staying in the same house and be becoming, um, you know, just partners within the home. I think marriage in some aspects still has its importance. Um, yeah. I think in some aspects it's an outdated institution. And, and yeah. But that's a whole, that's for a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother conversation. We need to talk on the phone yeah, about like, like that, John. <laughs> that, like that's a whole nother conversation. Because I could be with someone for the rest of my life, but I don't yeah. necessarily have to marry them. And I know there may be some women screaming, well, if you can be with her for the rest of your life, then you know that like, you can marry her. Like, what's the issue with that? Well, I don't know what the issue with that is. So I, I'm projecting my own thing, but I'm happy. And whenever I see a black couple on the street, I always give them a nod and I always say, I'm thankful to see this couple. Cause I think it adds to, it adds to, you know, the positivity and it adds to the appeal of seeing a beautiful black home, a beautiful black family, you know? Um, and I think, as you said, it's not pushed to the forefront at all. When I look on television, I see more so than anything else, single parents. And I grew up in a single parent household when I went to school, when I was picked yeah. up from school when I was young. I never really questioned why my dad wasn't there, but my dad died, so my dad didn't have a choice. But he was very present. He was a great father. He was with my mum. So yeah. I don't want to ask you, when you look at your children, and you've had, you have three boys and you have one girl. And you yeah. have seen the importance of being a mother and a father in your child's life. You've seen the importance of both of your roles. Now, I want to ask you, there's a, there might be parents out there that are single parents and they doubt their role in their child's life. What would be your advice to them, especially as a family that, is that that's together most importantly but what would your advice be to those single parents who perhaps are struggling and feel they can't raise a black child by themselves or just a child by themselves what would be your advice personally i spoke to somebody just today about this they actually have brought up their child their children i should say by themselves and it just turns out that um one of the children one of the children, yeah, didn't come out the way in which she 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 would have liked. You know, really faced a lot of struggles in terms of crime and stuff like that. 
but you know what you can only do your best yeah you know do your best and i don't think you should give yourself a hard time at all i think if you've got the heart to love your children and you bring them up the best that you can that is enough i i feel i feel like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves even even um with having both parents um present it's, it's still a struggle sometimes you think oh gosh you know because sometimes you feel like the load is more on yourself than it is of your partner so it's, it, you can feel those types of struggles however i think i really feel like you know as long as you're doing your best honestly from your heart i don't feel like you should put those additional pressures on yourself obviously the pressures of life's life is there but that's, that's yeah and, and also i do think that um sometimes we become very isolated in our yeah, settings and i think that especially for us as black people i'm going to talk from a black person experience we we have become so good at not opening up absolutely so good at not talking and reaching out and a lot of the time there's no help out there we just don't put ourselves on the plane to actually get the help and I think that if you are going through struggles, I think there's people you can talk to. I think that the, 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 um, I mean, even friends you can it's speak to. I mean, who who may be in a different situation, like you know, there there be friends who may be like us. I mean, we've got single friends. We've got friends who are raising kids on their right. own, um, and we can help with giving them advice and you know helping them to kind of. Even with the kids, you know, yeah, that's the yeah, thing is yeah. networking yeah. is so important. Yeah. I've got a whole heap of kids in my house, but you know, if you're if you're tired, bring your child to me. I'll yeah. be yeah, it's fine yeah. because that's how it is. You yeah. have to help one another out. Well, they say it, it takes a village to raise a child, so this you perfectly epitomise that. Yes, absolutely, yes, and it yes, works yes. because it gives yeah. people need a rest sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, don't yeah. be afraid to open up. Yeah, I mean, raising yeah. kids, raising kids is challenging. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Whether you're single or oh, your it is it. challenging and the thing is that because you're dealing with another human being who's growing up with you know and it's going out there and being influenced and you know picking up all kinds of ideals and so the, the thing is that it's, it's important to reach out i think i think you know reach out look, look look i mean speak to someone um sometimes you know you may not necessarily have the you know uh, you know sorry to hear about your dad that you know he was he had, he had passed but you know there are you can, you can bring in certain figures who can be father figures you know, um, I think I was reading uh, is that Carla? I was reading Carla's book. Yeah, he uh, said his and, stepdad was yes, his father figure, and his uncle yes, too. His uncle, uncle off, I think his name was. I think, yeah. Didn't his uncle off was at the Hackney Empire and introduced yeah. him? Yes, yeah, yeah. I think it was, I think it was his uncle off was wrong something like yeah, 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 yeah. And, but that was a father figure in his life, and I think that th those people exist. And I think that is important. You know, reach out, speak to someone. I guess um, it's just, not suffering in silence. Yeah, don't. Because that's when, you know, all sorts of things can happen, mental yeah. health issues. Yeah. Like, just, you need to kind of really have a place where you can open up yeah. and feel free to talk about those, anything that's bothering you. Do you know and what I think? To... Sorry, go ahead. I was, was going to say about your shout out to people like um, Atian and Akala, because we're all from the same end. We're all from Camden, so grew up in Camden as well. So, you know. North London. <laughs> North London needs to drop in a Babylon, man. South West, all the way, man. All the way. <laughs> I'm joking. We don't do postcode wars. No man here dies for postcodes. <laughs> none of that. None of that. Yeah. Do you know what no, I was going to say? Busy. I was going to say, when the time's up, I want to do another half an hour with you guys. Because I think okay. there's more that I want to ask you. So I just want to put it out okay. there. So everyone no that's problem. watching, if you've got questions, ask questions. And we're going to do another half an hour when the time yeah. is up. But I want to yeah. ask you, when I grew up, right, 
my mum, I love my mum to pieces. I think she's an amazing woman. She did a fantastic job um, raising me. You know, they all have their issues. But whenever I used to go to family's homes and I saw a mother and a father, I, I used to get emotional because I used to just wonder what would it have been like for me growing up to have my own father around? And I think the importance of a father is typically downplayed, I think. I think, as you yeah. said, fatherlessness is really something that's pushed in the community. And it's something that I think we suffer from. Um, and I want to ask you, as a father to three boys and a daughter yourself, and this is to your wife as well, how important do you think his role has been as a father and have you fallen in love with him more by seeing him being a good father to your children? Definitely. Why are you asking some questions today, Sean? Sure. What's the time? Listen, at, listen at, at this time of night, I usually might give someone a little call and tell them I love them, but I'm doing it for you guys. Sean, you know what? I want, we've got the ring light. I think I should turn it red. Turn it red. <laughs> red light. special watching him just because we've been together for a long time just growing in it all to be honest and you know he's come from his play days you know the five years previous <laughs> to really mature yeah <laughs> maturing to the place where you know he used to say to me oh gosh when my dad um when my dad really let when my dad's telling me off he's always lecturing me so i i saw the boy in him from before so now he's at the stage where in, when he's having to have talks with our eldest son, he's at that lecturing stage. So <laughs> it's like, but it's, it's all in love and it's so important. I can't stress how important if, if, if the dad is there for him to really step up and, and, and take on that role. Because, I mean, I'm very close with my children, but it, it's just completely different. My, my perspective on things and the way I communicate with them is very different to the way Kwame does. Um, sometimes they need a bit more stir, a stern, the, the sternness that he gives is different to the sternness I give. I can be strict, yes, but then when daddy says something, it's like, ooh, <laughs> I think, man of the house. <laughs> I think um, Konshu from the Manhood Academy said there was a psychological paper that said there's something called man tone, that when a man speaks, children, it's almost as if they perk up and listen. Yeah. It's, it's that authoritative, yeah. Yeah, it's almost biological, they can't help it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. That's a, that's a very interesting one, actually. Yeah, I believe very interesting that. One, but it's true. It's very yeah. true. Yeah. What do you, I don't know if you, you, you often hear, oh, if you I'm going to tell daddy. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell daddy. It's always, mm, <laughs> because there's something about, he's almost like the, 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 the final, isn't he? Yeah. And I, we, we laugh sometimes. Like, when the kids are sleeping, like, what? why are you listening to you and not me? <laughs> we have that conversation. Because I'm also a bit of a force to be reckoned with. I'm, as you could probably guess, I'm a bit of, <laughs> I, I I can also you know really be authoritative, but he honestly they 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 are in awe of him. They look up to him. They actually see him as a role model. Oh, daddy, when you go to the gym, daddy, oh, when can I go to the gym? Well, nine, you're going to stop. Yeah, you're they, they stop. really. He's nine, and every time I go to the gym, he's like, oh, why can't I come with you? I want to come to the gym with you. I want to... And I'm like, you're too young. They won't even let you through that door. Well, <laughs> hopefully, you're teaching him to do leg day and not just arms and chest. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> We're from we're from a family with big legs and that anyway. So uh, we thank God for that blessing. <laughs> but it's just the things like teaching him. I know it sounds silly, but it's like teaching them how to you know ride the scooter or the bike and all the the little bits that you do with them. Yeah, 
yeah, is the yeah. things that they treasure, like they always oh, daddy time. But it's, yeah. it's completely different to yeah. what I would do with them, yeah. you know. And I, I'm not down. I know there's a lot of single parents out there, like especially with women, they end up doing both roles, or they they you know because that they're the only the only one that's there. However, it's still not the same. I don't. I personally don't feel like it's. Um, I feel like the man's role is very different to the woman's role. Mm. The effect in which it has on the child, yeah. because I see it when I'm spending time with my son and I'm doing my bits. I see how he reacts with me, and then I see when he's doing with his dad how he's reacting with his dad and how it boosts his confidence. Like he, one, they play football, for example, and when I go to watch them play, they love it so much. When dad's on the sideline, it's like they can fly. There's wings. yeah. Look in to see. It's like they want to. They they really want to live up to a certain standard that yeah. he he kind of has set with them. And and yeah. I and I love to watch it. Yeah, I love it. And how do you feel, Dad, about your role in your children's life? Um, I feel so pivotal. I, I think that um, I've learned a lot from even growing up. You know, with my dad, because I told you about coming from Ghana. For about between the age of sort of like. Uh, yeah, from about 11 to about maybe about 16 in there, my, my dad wasn't really around. Um, he, he, was, he was in Ghana. So he's not, he, I was living with him in Ghana, and then I left him to come here. Um, and that, that window where he wasn't around, uh, it was chaos. It was chaos, you know, not having him around. It just, my mum did her best, but there's just certain elements, you know, as a a boy growing up where I just needed my dad, you know, to be there. And when he wasn't, I saw the decline in my attitude and my behaviors and certain things I was doing because I didn't have him around. Uh, I think it makes a, I think it's, it's, it makes a massive difference um, to have a, a, a father figure and there, especially growing up as a young uh, and black man. But even, as, even with our daughter as well, it's yeah. important that, um, you know, when, when she sees her dad, she knows what, what is acceptable, what's not acceptable. And he provides that. He gives her that strength and, you know, makes her understand that she's precious. Yeah. And I can, I do that, of course, but he does it. And then she obviously knows that any man that she comes into contact with outside the family home needs to be like that or better. Do you see yeah. what I mean? That's the type of thing that you know you're having to instill yeah. in her that yeah. you know we are the examples right we are we are the examples so, that they're looking at and um, to follow and they'll take that into their their own um situations and relationships so yeah that's, well, that's key and they say that uh dad is a daughter's first love and a dad is a son's first hero yeah and that's typically the analogy that i've seen and um that's, that's yeah. it's beautiful that as the wife and you know as a mother you recognize the significance of his role in his children's life. And um, it's good that you also recognize that you came from a background where your dad wasn't physically present or perhaps wasn't always emotionally or mentally present simply because of maybe other circumstances. Yeah. But yeah. you've been able to turn that on its head and yeah. provide now for your children. And I'm sure yeah. that, again, adds to the fabric of your relationship too. Yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely, hundred percent. So. And I think, and I, and I think, our, um, for us as well, our, our, I mean, our faith um, plays a massive role in that because, it, yeah, I mean, I mean, our code, how we live, is really governed by you know our, our Christian faith as well. And that really, you know, the Christian faith really sort of 
in terms of marriage, you know, and family, you know, it really emphasizes on that and the importance of it. And yeah. I know that not everybody believes, but for us, we're not alone. Yeah. We don't see ourselves as just part of Israel. We, we are us that we have God right in the middle of our yeah. life. Yeah. And so it's like when we have our tests and our trials, yeah, we, we always believe that God is going to see us through it. Yeah. And so long as we hold on to our hope, we don't, we don't, we really are not lost. Yeah. That's what I mean. So and one of the things I was going to advise to those who are struggling with, you know, raising their kids is pray. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, one of the things that we do is pray. You know, and ask for God's help, like, you know, to, to help us through this because we're just human, man. Like, we're so, like, we, we, we feel like sometimes we've got all the answers and we, we really don't. Like, it is being a human being, like, we're finite in our, uh, in our understanding and, and, and we, can't, we don't have all the answers. Sometimes we need, we need, you know, some divine intervention to get things right. And I Absolutely. That totally, 100%. Yeah. Let me end this quickly and then to everyone yeah. watching we're going to do another 30 minutes because yeah. there's two of you and i still think there's more that i would love to talk about yeah, yeah sure yeah. there's more yeah. questions i've got to ask you so let me end this i'm going to save it onto my page so everyone can come and catch it and i'm going to come back on in a minute and 30 seconds okay. or so if you see me on the live before that then come and jump in let me just save this yeah. before this cuts out yeah okay. i'll be back right. cool see you soon all right, hey everyone, we're back. We're gonna go for another half an hour with the Let's Talk First platform. We literally just did a part one, but I said I wanted to do another half an hour because there were so many questions I wanted to ask them because um, they've been married for 10 years and they just epitomize a strong black nuclear family. So this is just the kind of conversation that we've got to have and they've already requested. Part one is already on my Instagram. I've just uploaded it, so check that out. And we're gonna go again for part two, so share it spread it and we're going to have more questions if anyone's got questions throw them in the question box or just throw them in the casual conversation and so much so so yeah i've just put the part one up on um the page so yeah but yeah so another question i really want to ask is with everything that's happening and how the world is moving into a more technological age mm -hmm. do you believe this would help to narrow the gap in inequalities between black people or ethnic minorities in general and the wider society. Wow. Because for example, like, let, let me use an example. So for, we can now use Instagram. I have a lot of issues with Instagram um, and the whole idea of social, social media in terms of our psychology. Yeah. But platform like so, um, Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or Snapchat, Snapchat, I said Snapchat, I'm saying like, oh, <laughs> Snapchat has we can have this conversation like we've never met in person but we yeah. can just have a chat and i think it's become so important to spread in information having these yeah, social yeah. media yeah, yeah. outlets so i want to ask will social media help to narrow the gap between ethnic minorities black people in particular being from the black community and compared to the wider society i think it can Okay, I think it can. I think I think all these mediums, if used um, effectively, properly, yeah. can. hundred percent. I think that what I love about social media, um, you know, because obviously it has its negatives, but what I love about social media is that you can now, 
know, you can go. I mean, you can go to social media. You, 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 you can go on um, Instagram and type in Black Love, right? And there'll be loads of like images of couple, black couples or black families and all of that. And for me, you know, someone who may have, you know, a certain maybe a totally different outlook to what black people yeah. are like in terms of relationship can look at that and think, wow. Like that many, <laughs> like, and also, you know, also and, another and, thing. You see something like typing in Africa, for example. Yeah, you will start to see all different countries. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, and whereas yeah. before, when you think about Africa, it's really sad. But you don't. You first of all, people wouldn't necessarily think, oh, you know, so many different countries. They'll just yeah. see a mud hut with, um, you know, just a, a particular view yeah. that the world. Like Africa being a country Africa, rather than a continent. Very, yeah, and very yeah. deprived. Very, yeah. very deprived in all areas. Whereas now, there's an array of things that yeah. you can discover. Yeah. And that's what yeah. these platforms are providing. Yeah, so yes, it, is, it can close the gap. Yeah, yeah, but as you said, there are elements also that, you know, um, that you don't really, people need to talk more. We need to get out and conversate. And it's just all in your phone or yeah. all in your device. Yeah. And, yeah. You I know. think the balance, we need to get that balance. I think, I, I think whatever's projected um, through social media needs to be, um, sort of at work in, in real, real life, life as well, and in I think that uh, sometimes we kind of sort of settle on that. There's moments where I'll just come off social media because it kind of sort of also gives you a false sense of reality, yeah. and, and 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 I think that um, we have to kind of um, understand that you know, you know, that if you go to someone's page and all they're doing is smiling, you know that that's not real, right? <laughs> like, no, no, there's no one in this world who can tell me that they don't go through any kind of trouble. No, but you can go on someone's page, and I think part of the issues with mental health and all of that is that where someone looks on someone else's page and they see that this person is living the good life, and they don't see the the other side, you know what's happening on the other side. And I think that um, that is the sort of the negative aspect of social media, where it can give you a false sense of what um, reality is, but it's not all the time. Like it's, think, it's not it's I not as a whole. Time so we will get it right. We just need to kind of get that balance right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because social media is designed to be addictive. When you look yeah. at the Instagram feed, it's built like a casino and yeah. you're looking for your next dopamine hit by the more and more you scroll. And yeah. even notifications, they're all dopamine ticks in your head. Yes. And I want to ask you as well. So in finding that balance, mm. the, having this phone or a phone in general, it's, a, it's literally having the world at your fingertips mm. and you have access to anything. You have children. Yeah. Is it safe to give children smartphones when the phone sometimes is smarter than the child, child itself? Wait, wait, listen, at the moment, you've got to understand, this, this, this is actually a, a current Let's Talk First situation in our household. No, 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 no. <laughs> we are having a conversation about... Yes, spill the tea, spill the tea. You've got there again, Sean. <laughs> We're currently having a conversation. I, I have right now, my, my, my um, Surya, one, our son, our eldest son, to have a mobile phone. There's a mobile how phone is, in our house. How old is your eldest? He's nine. No, 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 but... You want to have a mobile phone? No, no, but... <laughs> no, so there you go. I like to see I like that look on your face, Sean. Sean, Sean, what did I tell you Let's Talk First was about? <laughs> before you start formulating your opinions, let's talk, yeah? Don't assume. Now, what my husband failed to mention was that I don't... It's not the, so it's not the media part of the, uh, of, of, of the phone that I... It's, no. it's all to do with safety because 
um, there's certain times, like my son plays a drum, so we drop him off at a drum school for an hour. So um, for me, I was saying to my, my husband that it's important for me when he's finished, because I, I park my car outside, but it's still quite a far farther away. He has to walk through a park. So I say to my husband, okay, if we give him the phone, then at least when he's finished, and then he can come out and say, oh, mama, finished, or, you know, it's just as a means of communication, nothing else. And also not something that he'll keep it on him. It's only very specific. If he's going somewhere and we need to contact him, then that's when we'd give him the, the phone. He's failed to mention all of that, you see. It's terrible. <laughs> They're not in contact. It's not Man. right. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, yeah, it's not. He's way too young to be going on any anything like that. I, I'm yeah. not a fan. Of I wouldn't advise it. I I, th I don't think uh, at that age. And I know I know our parents were allowed their kids to be on. I mean, I, I I was marvelled when I saw someone who we know, a very young girl who was doing a live, like yeah. and she was with a friend. I don't, I, I, I don't even think her mom knew what she was doing, and I was like, whoa, 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 she shouldn't be doing this. Like this is, this is going out there. You know what I mean, and so I think that we have to. You know, the, the idea of parental control, so you have to regulate, yes. you know, the activity on their phones. I mean, um, I mean, even if my son was to get a phone, we definitely are going to um, put certain sanctions on, you know, that the use of YouTube, for instance. I mean, we, we have that now. He goes on YouTube to watch certain things, but we are actually very much on it. Like, what is he watching? What is he consuming? You know, there are some stuff that is just, just brain numbing and doesn't serve any purpose. And so, yeah, we are um, very much, um, I mean, for me, it's in terms of social media no it, it, you have to have you know your hand in that as a parent yeah. and not, not allow them to just run free with that that's that's not um someone in the comments said give your child a brick phone which i agree give them a no <laughs> you know give them a you Nokia. Still, what is you it? still get them what, what is it I what is it agree. a nokia um 3310 was it called a yeah, nokia yeah, yeah. and because that's because well it's what you know. Some trap dealers use to <laughs> to sell their product. Yeah. They're, well, they're self-employed and they say support black businesses. So support your local weed dealer. You're, you're giving it away, Sean. You're giving it away. <laughs> Listen, trap is in there right now. Vicky, you're giving away their secret. Listen, man. <laughs> I've grown up in the area where I've seen it and so much more. I can go into it all day. I don't judge them. People live by their own means, you know? Yeah. Um, so that could be a very viable alternative for your son if you no, don't want to expose him to the idea of um, a smartphone. And why I say that yeah. is because to give a child a smartphone, is it, it's almost as, it's the equivalent of giving a child crack and then telling them never take it again. I genuinely believe social media as time goes on and phones will be treated like secondhand smoking, you won't be able to do it without it affecting other people and so yeah. much more. Because yeah. the research is out there psychologically yeah. of how it impacts your mental health and so much more. Yeah. Your child needs to understand what it is and what isn't acceptable before they are given access to things like social media. I absolutely yeah. fundamentally yeah. agree with that. Yes. And yes. then as parents, you're, you're, it's an incredible juggling act, right? You've yeah. got to figure out what's right, what's wrong by your right. own narratives and by your own standards. Yes. So I want to ask you, what, you spoke about Christianity as a really big ethos, but is there anything that grounds you as a family, especially, that has allowed you to continue as far as you have in your marriage, especially, yeah. if it's not, 
it could be religious, it could be non-religious. I'd love to know, is there an ethos that grounds you? I, mean, I have to be honest with you. I think we, our, um, I, I think our, 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 our faith really is the foundation of, because, you know, our kids are very much aware of the faith as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's not even just us that are passing it down to them. They learn with us. Yeah, So yeah. it's very, they, they, they picking up on, they pick up on things that yeah. even we may not have picked up yeah. on. It's so important. Yeah, yeah. Our, our principles are, are literally, you know what I mean, founded on that. And I think that how we sort of carry ourselves and how we go about doing things, it, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, we're human. We have all the various challenges that we do. But even how we handle crisis and everything else really finds its basis in how we believe you know we believe in the language of love and we believe that you know um, love you know like the bible says you know covers a multitude multitude of sins and so we are very much uh, a firm believer of uh, believers of you know even when we are at that place of you know at loggerheads whatever I don't know. forgiveness yeah and yeah all of those elements um, and so i think that's what's really i think that's, that's kept us that and um, also just our own upbringing. Yes. So I, what I've experienced with my parents. Yes. And also what he's experienced. I mean, yes. there's a whole, obviously we don't have much time, but yeah. even just, even in regards to our relationship, yeah. how that our all came about, we yeah. had quite a bit of um, resistance. We yeah. had challenges, resistance within the family. Yeah. So yeah. for us, we're not just about to give up on things because yeah. we work hard to get where we're at yes. anyway. Absolutely. And Yes. Yeah, we've had losses. Yeah. We've had people that haven't supported our yeah. relationship, our union from very early. Yeah. And um, you know, it's it it serves it serves often serves as a reminder that actually we've done a lot to get here. Yeah. And we believe that God enabled he steered us in this way. So yeah. for us it's not a case of just it's like when you work so hard to get somewhere. Yeah. And you get to the place and you yeah. think, oh, I'm not going to do it anymore. You, that, it's what, not. That, what, what waste. Was it? Yeah, After what, all of that, like, this is are it. we going to really... owe it to ourselves. We yeah. owe it to our children. So there's all of that that's ingrained that in us. And that is there, definitely. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's built a solid foundation. Yeah. Because we've been through the struggle. Yeah. We've been through, through a lot. This is yeah, it. I mean, and I'm saying that, that's another show so for you, Sean. So that literally, we, we're literally, <laughs> we're hanging on. We're, like, yeah. we're not going to give them the satisfaction no of breaking up. <laughs> and so guess what? On our anniversaries, he's like, and we're still together, baby. Yeah. <laughs> when he, on social media, when he yeah, posts We're still here, baby. Yeah, that's, that's, what I'm saying. That's, his, that's his favorite line. Because we faced the biggest opposition from the closest. He yeah. has, and this man here is an amazing man. Because there's not many men that would have been able to go through what he went through in terms of his struggles with his own family, yeah. just to make, to be with me and to have this family setting. Yeah. So for me, even when things are tough, I it also God would drop it in my head and say, Sarita, he gave yeah. up a lot for you. Yeah. You see what I mean? So just be a bit I, Amen. Yeah. <laughs> amen. <laughs> amen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's funny, because it's funny you asked that question, because my sister, I was speaking to my sister the other day, and uh, she was like, Kwame, she was saying to me, it's real. Yeah. Like, because she calls us, she calls us her favorite couple. And she was like, she's married herself with two kids. And she was like, if you guys ever broke up, I am not talking to any of you. <laughs> like, I will not chat to any of you. Yeah. Because I know I've seen you guys from the beginning because she saw a lot. And I, I see, I've seen you guys from the beginning. I've seen what you've had to go through. And to just give that up would just be a waste. And I will not yeah. talk to you guys, but it's throwing it away. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that, these are some of the things that is our experiences and everything else that kind of keeps us 
sort of like solid and like right okay and one of the other things I'll, I'll give to any married man out there you know I've got a, a, oh, he's, I've, he's got, saying. I've got a rule of thumb avoid the second, second look, look yeah. yeah you avoid the second look you're safe <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, but are you referring to when you see a sweet piece? You're like, oh, oh shoot, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so the, the first time you can't help it because she's coming towards you. <laughs> she, is where, she is where it is, but it's when you turn your head, you know, then suddenly, you know, what I mean, those, those, those thoughts extend, you know, what I mean, and you never know what can happen when that happens. So just avoid it. <laughs> no, I could imagine. I don't want to ask you quickly as a little yeah. fun question. Yeah. Give me three things that you love about each other. I love the way he loves God. I love okay. the way he loves God. Um, he's a very funny person. He's charismatic. I love that as well. Um, <laughs> uh, I love the way he loves the children as well. Okay. He's a hip daddy. And yourself? Oh my gosh. She is the most creative person I know sitting right next to me. Like, I love her creativity. And I love her, her ability to do things that like, you just think, oh, like, I would never think of doing it that way. How do you do it? Um, as a wife, uh, the best. The best. As a mother, I can't, I can't fault her. She is like, she epitomizes what you want in a wife. Sure. In a you have to stop and him. He said, as a wife, the best. That's not an answer. Did you understand what that meant? Like, like I, she, I know she, what it means. She, yeah, I, she, I um, know she's, what it means. She, she's, she's very loving, very caring, very um, thoughtful. Um, I think I'm giving you more than three. I'm going in, aren't I? <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to set up a nice environment. So tonight's yeah. going to be, you know, love. Lots of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not like, listen. There is no such thing. I always say this. Like I say this to some of my, my um, friends and sisters. When, when they see, I've always said this. Like my sister always thinks I'm some sort of oracle for relationships. I'm not. But when you sort of go on social media, like on YouTube, and see all these sort of like vlogs and you see all these sort of perfect couples, and they're like, oh, they're the most perfect couple. And I'm like, if everything that you're seeing on there is perfect, I'm pretty sure, I, I, I guarantee you, that's your, at some point they're going to hear bad news. Like, yeah. And, 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 and a lot of the time it happens because we you have to be real. We live in a world where like you know like the word perfect or perfection is is non-existent as far as you know I, I'm concerned. Like everything there's, requires there's, work. Yeah, yeah. Like like what we're establishing here, we we haven't established it from just being in um um uh, on on a honeymoon, a permanent honeymoon. Like you know this has been work. You work at it. You work out and you, you mold it into what it's supposed to be and and, and um, that's what we've done and you know we still have our, our challenges but you know we know that the foundation is solid and so you can have a solid foundation and you know the winds will be blowing sometimes you see it. the curtains going one way you know maybe the door might come off a little bit but the foundation <laughs> the, house, the, the house is still there yeah, yeah. and maybe you take a second look yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well. <laughs> you know something, no, Sean? Yeah. We don't know anything about you. We don't know nothing about you. We, we, we may have to get you on. Um, um, let's talk first. And, yeah, you know, like, listen. You got to you got to bring me on the platform so you ask about me because right yeah, now, yeah, 100%, all the 100%. focus is all on you. I want people <laughs> to see how beautiful, first of all, as a couple you are. 
Second, yeah. the platform that you've created. And I just wanted to take this time just to get to know you more. And I think it's because, as I said, I want to use my platform to encourage and to bring different people on from different walks of life. Because I grew up Christian, but I'm not, I'm not Christian anymore. But yeah. to hear how important and how fundamental Christianity has been to your relationship is very refreshing. Yeah, because yeah. maybe I had a negative opinion or yeah. I had a wrong experience of Christianity. So it's great for me to come on and be able to have you on my platform to have this conversation. So yeah. I have to let the light shine on you too. So that's the most important yeah. thing. Appreciate it, bro. No, it's honestly, amazing what you're no, doing. It's, it's, honest, it's honest, come on. You've had some wonderful guests on here and I've learned a lot, honestly, like just from your guests that you've had on as well. And it's brilliant. It's brilliant what you're doing. It's brilliant. You know, I noticed there's a few platforms where they're having these conversations. And I love the fact that these conversations are happening all over. And we're doing our little part. And I always say that, what you know, you know, whatever your sphere of, sphere of influence is, uh, use it. Just use your platform, no matter how big or small. You know, because it's all about you know challenging minds and, and, and educating minds. And you know, it only takes one person to bring about a, a massive change. So don't take for granted the people who you are reaching and reaching out to. I think with Let's Talk First, that's been our thing that. You know, we may not have a million followers, but you know what? There's a few people that we, we with that conversation, we know that from current conversations, certain people, they've gone out there in yeah. their workplaces are, are making change and affecting change in the communities. That's massive. That's, that's, that's all that we all need to do in our small patches, you know? And I think that when we do that, um, we, we, you know, what we are created is all the little drops you know, and in you terms know, of Kwame, ocean. And Kwame speaks very highly of you, George. From Thank the you. That he, the little that he's been, you know, seeing of yourself. And I can just even this this time that we've spoken, you've got a good heart. So yeah, listen, I'm, I am a soft guy. I'm a very soft Aww. guy. What I admit, <laughs> like not we many all, people have... know that. No, you've got a good heart. I could tell you've got a good heart. So just you know, keep keep it keep it up. And you know, I know you said that you know you came you came from a Christian background, but you're not Christian now. You seem very firm in in when you said that. Mm. But you know, I just pray that you know your heart's desires are met. And Absolutely. That, you, know, you will, I, I also pray that God will revisit you, because honestly, you're good. I can tell you've got a really, really good heart, and you know, you've you've got you've got wonderful things ahead ahead of you. Listen, I hope so, and I <laughs> pray so, even if it's in the religious or the non-religious context. But yeah. no, I definitely trying to do what I can to encourage the conversation. Most importantly, you know, coming yeah. from the background. I've come from, and for example, I learned from doing modeling, doing acting, that it's such a big influence. For me to use my platform in an inappropriate manner and in a manner or using my platform to promote negativity, it's not what I'm about. Yeah. I'm trying to encourage positive positivity because yeah. there's such a thing as toxic positivity, but that's something I could go into another time. Yeah. Um, and when I've gone into schools and I've spoken to kids, and to the look on a kid's face when they see another young black man doing well and, you know, successful and hasn't had to do it through music or through other things has reminded me why I do things like this, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. kids are going to watch my things. Um, yeah. And I'm going to be having on even some younger guests as well at some point, oh, yeah. which yeah. is great conversations to have because it's all about bringing up that next generation. So yeah. I'm thankful that you've been able to recognize that most importantly. And if there's anything... I can do to help your platform. I am more than happy to help that. And I'm happy that I've had you on because it exposes other people to your work and the great yeah. things that you're doing. And I think 
we need more role models of a stable, strong black family. I know it's not achievable for everybody, but I just think it's beautiful. And I um, hopefully pray that we can meet at some point during this um, period. Because that'd be that'd be remember, Monday to Wednesday, it's 50% um, off in yeah, food yeah, restaurants. And listen, I'm a foodie, so I can't complain. Belly full, hearts and full too. <laughs> But listen, I want to give you the final say. I want to hear what is the future for Let's Talk Platform and the future for yourselves as individuals? Wow. Um, let's talk first. Really feel like a spell of the moment thing. We, we, we hadn't... This was not something that we had sort of put in the works from a long time ago. I mean, um, in terms of the future, well, we don't know. We'll see. I mean, we... we We're we, very much led by the yeah. conversation yeah so yeah. it's not like we don't actually go out to look for things to talk about but we live in it so yeah. i always say to kwami you know life we're living life and every day mate if, if there's every day if there's something for us to talk about we will talk but yeah. if there's nothing which is why that we don't which is why we don't have set days like yeah we, we don't have we, a set you know, day. we don't have like a tuesday or yeah like we can't yeah. Like set time, yeah whatever so time, we like, try to be all as authentic as possible yeah, yeah because yeah, we don't um, want to we, we live we have a busy life but yeah. we know this is very important yeah so yeah. we try to fit it in expect and when there's something to talk about you can guarantee that we're gonna eat that you you will see alive yeah yeah and so yeah, that's that's yeah. that's that's what let's talk first yeah and I, I, I suppose hopefully um in terms of the future i'm just hoping that with everything that we've talked about all the conversations that we've had that people would, will be yeah, able to yeah that people on. people will be impacted yeah and be able to be influencers in their yeah, own little yeah, areas yeah. Of like, like even if I don't know who you are and you've gone on there and watching, you're doing your bit where you are. Yeah. I am, you know, for me, that is that is it. Good. That is it. Because what we really want to see is just change. Yeah. We just want to see change in society. And if someone comes to our show, sees uh, onto our platform, sees, uh, hears a conversation, and they're moved to take action and go and, um, and positively impact their community or you know, their family or whatever. That is that is it. That is what, that's that's the achievement right there. It's not an entertainment show. We're not doing it for entertainment. We're not doing it for for money. We're doing it to really just you know bring about a solution in in, in all of this. You know, and we just want to be part of that solution. And so you know, we'll see. Who knows? Only God knows what the future holds. But let's talk first. But we'll see how it goes. No, absolutely. I got. I just got to say, it's. I, I feel so positive and I feel uplifted just having this conversation with you and again, seeing a happily married couple for 10 years speak about what's kept their relationship alive and how you found his role as a father important and how you love her and how you've grown We've together. Special guest who's come to join us, um, Sean, sorry. Oh, you've got a special <laughs> guest. Angela, say hi to you for Sean. Hello. Hello. I'll, I'll say to your mum and dad that you've got great parents. <laughs> but no thank you for taking the time to both have this conversation and i pray there's lessons that anyone who's watching this will be able to learn about how to keep a relationship alive and how obstacles shouldn't push you away from each other but push yeah. you closer together yes Definitely. Oh, definitely. So, thank you, Sean. Sure. Listen, you, thank you so much for having us. Honestly, definitely. It's an honor. Keep doing what you're doing, man. You. Listen, yeah, no, we'll always. We'll stay in touch. Absolutely. Listen, I'm free anytime. So when you want to yeah, catch yeah, some yeah. food, let's catch some food. Oh, 
Definitely, Absolutely. man. We'll be out for that. 100%. Make sure you follow my page, Sean. Sarita yeah. underscore Se- Listen, send me the page and the team will, will be do. done. And then you, you tell me the food that you like and I'll make sure I'll do something special. For you, or, yes? or, or better, yeah, I can come to your house and I can learn. And, oh, amazing. <laughs> That's brilliant. Listen, All I'm right, the kind so of man, a man should be able to cook and provide for his woman too. Yes. Well, you better come and teach me then. Hey, <laughs> Kwame, listen. If your wife comes home and there's no food on the table for her, you failed. Oh, I love what you're saying, Sean. Yeah. Oh, is what it is. After, after this great conversation, you're going to end on that note, Sean. I'm disappointed, bro. Listen, I'm telling you, all these Not men sure out there. You're getting an amen there. You're getting an You're preaching now, Sean. <laughs> listen, all these men out there. That their woman comes home and they're coming home to an empty belly. Them things don't run with me, man. You can't do them. <laughs> see, 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 this is why these, co- this is why these, this is why these conversations need to happen. So now I've been impacted by you. Now I'm gonna have to start cooking again. I'm you have to. Listen, thanks, Sean. Thanks. Listen, you have to, man, because men always expect a woman to come home and have food on the table. You gotta do the same. You got. It has to be reciprocal. Sorry, sorry Sean. Sean, how old are you? I know you single. I'm 26. Have some sisters. Sorry. I'm 26. I have sisters. We'll talk after the show. <laughs> <laughs> I've got sisters and we will talk after the show. Oh, hey, boy. Looks like you guys try to set me up for some kind of Christian take, take me out. <laughs> wow. Oh, but no, no thank been a, been you. It's been a pleasure. Been a pleasure. Thank you for having us on, man. Thank you. Most definite. And we'll, again, we'll keep in contact. And at a later date, we've got to do another part two. And just send me dates when you want me on the show and I'll happily come and join you on your platform. I'm pretty much free anytime, so. Yeah. Okay, we will. We'll make it happen. So, yeah. We'll make it happen. I hope everyone who's watched it has enjoyed, most importantly. And if anyone, you know, wants to check out Let's Support Platform, go and support the work they do. Support the wife too, the cooking page, and just comment, like, share, and repost. If you can repost Drake, if you can repost anyone else, you can repost all the local people that are doing great work, such as Let's Talk. So, oh, thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Anytime. You. We'll talk it, man. soon. Yeah, take, take care. care. Yeah, definitely. Have a great evening. Stay safe, everyone. Bye. Peace. Bye. 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 Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I look forward to having you again. If you've enjoyed, share, subscribe, follow, and make sure everybody gets to have the blessing that is conversations. And remember, Flower Hour is the podcast where conversations blossom.